Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Justin from Off The Real Podcast. And um, you guys are really, really going to want to tune into this one if you were a fan of um, early 2000 movies, high school movies, Jennifer Love Hewitt, any of those things. And uh, I got my buddy Bobby Harris with me. He's an old friend from high school and always fun to talk to. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, It's definitely going. It's definitely going. I guess with no further ado, man, let's jump into it. We're going to talk about uh, Can't Hardly Wait. It was a movie that uh, may have had an impact on both of us, both of our lives in high school, or it just could have been just something we watched one Friday night. Uh, let's get into it, man. Tell me about the first time you've seen it. I was thinking about that. You sent me that question. I cannot remember the first time I saw it, but I was probably a junior because it came out our summer before my junior year so it would have been mm-hmm. summer before your sophomore year i believe um so i i don't remember if i saw it in the theater or if i saw it i i probably rented it from i don't what was the what was movie gallery called in the 90s movie right land. there hillsborough movie land yeah movie land. yeah i probably rented it on vhs from there it's most likely what happened and i remember watching yep. it and thinking this is epic this is hilarious it is everything that we we know and everything that we want. Being from a small town, like that type of party atmosphere was always like, oh, we want to go to the high school house party, but it was in the Metroplex, like where you'd hear those stories. So that, that movie just like encapsulated that that era for us as high school students. But that's actually a, uh, a perfect segue into the next question. Do you, um, let's talk about, was there ever a party in Hillsborough that reminded you of, something like can't hardly wait so in reality hillsborough parties remind me much more of like dazed and confused (laughs) like party at the moon tower out in the field that type of thing there's not like when i look back on it i don't think and honestly like high school time I, i it's super nostalgic for me like i loved i love every era of my life every season i've been through i love so i don't look back and say i wished i was there but I can look back and say, man, that was fun. Like I enjoyed these aspects of it. And high school, I don't have those memories of like a high school party that reminds me of that movie. And let's be fair though, like in high school, like I was the super clean kid, didn't drink, didn't do anything, but I raced motocross. So I had a lot of concussions and I don't remember certain things that a lot of people do remember, but I don't remember a party that lines up with that movie. The closest thing I remember was, um, I hope she doesn't get mad for saying her name, but Amanda Roche had 
a pretty legendary party that there's some good stories came out of it, right? That, uh, so that's what comes to mind. There, there were two parties in particular I, I may think you're talking about. I don't, and one was maybe a New Year's party. The other was prom. So I don't know which one um, you're referring to. The New Year's party. Okay. That was, you know, that was probably up there, for especially for Hillsboro, being like mm -hmm. uh, that type of like just peak high school party that you might remember in that sense. Yeah, I can see that 100%. Um. Who, what character uh, kind of did you gravitate towards it? Who was your favorite character in Can't Hardly Wait? Oh, uh, dude. So, like, it's funny that you asked that because I was thinking about it earlier and I was like, I don't know. I didn't want to, like, in, in this scenario, I thought it'd be real funny for in the comments for people to tag who they thought was who. <laughs> right. Like, I want to see who other people thought they were. Like, for me, like, when I watch a film like Can't Hardly Wait that was about a certain era in time, I, there's literally like something I resonate with every character in that film. So like we can go from like from Preston, there was like there definitely like certain aspects I resonate with that down to Kenny Fisher, who's certain aspects I like you, we did a show together, right? Like at a talent show where I like really Kenny Fisher was my inspiration for that show. Like 100 percent that I, I, I was like modeling that character. So like everything in between, even like the, the nerds on the roof, like doing the Star Wars stuff, like 100% me, like I love Star Wars. So there's aspects of every character that tie me back to that time. And I love it. How about you? Yeah, that's your, your answer was uh, magnificent. I agree. I think that the good thing, uh, the great thing that the movie does is it shows every side Every possible personality that a high school could uh, is composed of this movie kind of showed it. And um, um, like you said, I think you made made all good points. Um, Preston, I was there was a part of me that was Preston. I wanted the girl, and I wrote a letter that I never gave to a girl. Um, you know, and then you got obviously we love hip hop. We were influenced by uh, you know rappers, and so. Uh, you know, you could go all the way. The only person I probably didn't relate to was um, Mike. What was his last name? Oh, uh, hold on. I got, the, I got the list. Mike Dexter. Yeah, I, I have the list brought up in front of me just for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I looked, um, you know, maybe Mike Dexter and I didn't, you know, have a yeah, hundred uh, relatable qualities. But yeah, I thought the movie was great. And I'd have to go a mix between, you know, a few of the characters. Um, who do you think stole the show? Dude, so there was a what was his name? The so Will William, the the nerdy guy that ended up accidentally drunk and couldn't feel his legs. I have no legs. That scene was hilarious. And then I mean, he stole the party absolutely in the film. Um, Kenny, I like I will always go back to that. Like that's my favorite character, just because so outlandish, and it encapsulated such a weird moment in time, like where we had white America trying to trying to adopt black america stereo like themes and just like running with them and like blowing them up so uh, for me that character is hilarious so i can't tell you how many times i've quoted to my wife baby you are far too fine to look so sad like <laughs> kenny's quotes are the best quotes to like if you have a girlfriend or you're married I, i've been married 16 years and i quote that non-stop <laughs> My favorite character, bar none, is Kenny. Like, just because he's quotable. Like, the most quotable in the film. I dig it. Um, 
I think I'm going to have to go with uh, his name, William, the nerd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that he, um, I think he wins the movie. Uh, the reason why I say he stole the show is because I think he wins the movie. He starts off a guy who says, um, um, Mike Dexter hit me in the eye with a raisin. My parents took me to a 3D festival and I saw no third dimension. <laughs> and then he ends up, he ends up the guy, the lead singer of the band, the star of the party with three girls on his arm. Um, yeah. I think that he wins the movie, man. I think William's no, the guy. I agree. So as a character, like in the film, he wins. But longevity, right. Kenny is the most quotable of all of them. I well, hold, on, hold, hold up, hold up. Preston ends up with Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's hard to beat. Pres so does Preston win the movie? Preston has to win I the mean, movie, right? He, he ends up with one of the one of the prima don like the the top of the the cream of the crop for the 90s i'm taking jennifer love hewitt over the three that william got how about you oh for sure for sure, for sure. and my wife and would I, agree uh did you know that uh jennifer love hewitt is from waco yes i did and dude we missed our mark like we just barely missed it we had an opportunity we were a little late on the game we were we were um man and uh actually just to stay on her she's trying to film a sequel really i did not yeah, know that. that she said that on a podcast i can't remember what i heard it on but uh yeah yeah that's that's facts um that's awesome. could netflix make this into a 10 episode show so here's i, I read that question when you sent it to me and I feel pretty strongly about this. I think that film should be left alone to be what it is. Okay. I like to explain, like, my daughter's 14 years old, right? Like, she just saw the film. I, I let her watch it, and I was like, what do you think? And for me, it, it gives me an opportunity to engage in conversation and, and just explain how awesome that moment was. Just like my parents did with me with Days of the Confused. Like, Days of the Confused and that film came out around the same time. But they're 20 years apart in what was going on. So it's a, for me, I like to be able to have that conversation more than I want to see the story expounded upon. Like, I think it should stay the way it is. How about you? Um, I wouldn't mind. I would only want to see it if it was the characters aged. Like, I want to see them at a reunion. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. That's fair. Because there'd be us, right? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be fun. Like, where did they end up? I, like, because in the comments, people are now gonna tag who in high school was that character. That's what we want. So now we're gonna know what that is. Like, we're gonna 100% know who that person would be now. If we never get that sequel, we never get that 10 episodes from Netflix. The comments are gonna tell us who it is. I'm super curious about that as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Te tell me about a couple of your favorite scenes. Oh, man. So, like, one scene that I, because I'm a, I'm a film nerd, right? Like, I love film. One of my favorite, like, when you put the soundtrack with the film, like, you tie it all together, direction, everything. 
when Jennifer Love Hewitt walks in and Sneaker Pimps is playing. Like that mm. scene is seared in my brain as a 90s, like this is a late 90s epic moment. And it's not because one element, it's just that it was all tied together perfectly. And like that, that band never achieved what like, they never achieved amazing greatness, but that scene is seared. And because of that, I know who the sneaker pimps are and I'll never forget. So I think almost for everything in that film, the moments that are seared in my brain are tied to the soundtrack as well. Right? Like, so uh, when William does um, Paradise City, right? <laughs> that whole scene, you'll never forget that moment where he like gets thrown back up and the mic is thrown into his hand, right? Like, it's perfect. And it hits right in the dead spot in the song. It's amazing. No, no, that's... How about you? Uh, I love those scenes. Um, I, I like, for some reason, I like how the... Uh, I love the um, William scene at the beginning where he's telling his friends about what they're going to do tonight. They're setting up their big... You know, this is what it's all come down to. That's... I really like that. Um, I think the bathroom scene with Kenny Fisher and the girl he yeah. ends up getting with they have a really good dynamic um I, I like how they play off each other you almost believe that they hate each other and then they love each other um it's 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 a great great scene and kind of like you said the uh, sneaker pimps jennifer love hewitt scene i feel the same way about um preston running through the uh new york terminal uh mm -hmm. the terminal and uh giving his letter to uh jennifer love hewitt so yeah yeah that soundtrack is a moment seared in time right like never gonna forget those songs and so the soundtrack was released but it doesn't include all the amazing like the sneaker pimp songs not on the soundtrack You're there's right. a white zombie song that's not on the soundtrack but all of those oh. songs they're in the film and they're seared in my memory i'll never forget those moments like the, uh, white the zombie became a fan I, I was a boy fan of that band like crazy and starting in middle school. So when I heard it on that film where it was tied in all this amazing pop music, it just feared something amazing. Like it just filled that whole era for me. Like it's just a phenomenal film for that era and for music. You're right. Um, to kind of show its uh, age, one of the few rappers on that um, soundtrack, there was Little Kim and there was Run DMC. So really, oh, don't forget it. Busta. You're forgetting Busta. Yeah. Busta had a great song on there. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm a fan of the soundtrack, man. Don't don't test me. <laughs> I uh, I actually told somebody that that was a very underrated soundtrack, but my argument was the point that you just made. Most of the good songs wasn't actually on yeah. the soundtrack. They were just in the movie. Yeah, the soundtrack was phenomenal B-sides is what it was. Like, mm. if you listen to the soundtrack, there's tons of great B-sides. Like, it's right. amazing what they put out. And I think it really helped, like, Eve Six, right? Like, we remember Eve Six. Like, that was a pivotal band during that era. And if you listen to it, oh, oh Third Eye Blind. Like, we listened to Graduate on that soundtrack. Phenomenal. Like, yeah. that song, anyone from our era loves that song. Within two years of us, up or down, right? Like, that song is steered in our brains. Like, that is the 90s. I want to hear it. There's several new bands I think could cover that well. And I want to hear it. Like, Knock Loose could kill it with a new pop-punk version of that that's a little heavy. I would love to hear it when it happens. 
this is really beside the point, but this kind of what the podcast is. I heard something and I thought about you. A, uh, I don't know the name of the band, but they redid Post Malone's Congratulations, um, Screamo style. You got to check it out. I wish I knew who the band. I may put it down below, but you'll dig it. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out as soon as you send it to me. Yeah, man. Tell me, um, I guess we're, we pretty much talked about the movie, but um, I want to ask you about the shirt you're wearing. And um, you're always up to cool things. You're always doing cool stuff. So I want to give a minute to hear what you're up to. Dude. Okay, so shirt abroad, texasabroad.com. Go check it out. It's a brand for Texans that don't live in Texas. And the best part about not living in Texas is talking about Texas. And I like to annoy locals here in Nashville, like just nonstop talking about Texas. So you can check that out. Another brand I got is uh, Peace Love Beer. So peacelovebeer.com. Uh, that's just like for craft beer lovers, just having fun, you know, enjoying life. Uh, so other than that, like I, I have a marketing business now. That's what I do. Like last time we talked, that's what I was doing. Um, I just like to have fun and grow things from the ground up. For me, that's a, I have a blast doing that. That's awesome, man. Well, um, I definitely want to have you come on one day and just talk to um, young entrepreneurs, uh, kind of give us all some advice and things that we could do better. So uh, we'll have to yeah, I would, back I would up. love that. And, Absolutely. Um, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, next time I'm in Texas, I'm going to hit you up. We're going to sit down and do that in person. Let's let's have some uh, peace, love, and beer, perhaps. I'm into it. Let's absolutely do that. <laughs> All right, man. I guess, uh, is there anything about the movie you want to uh, add before we head out? Oh, actually, I think everyone... Let right. me ask you, um, how, was, how was the experience, my daughter's 12, uh, going to be 13 in a few months. How was the experience watching it with your daughter? Um, so she loves grunge like loves grunge so like i've introduced her to music and so for her it was just like a time to what that music what was happening when that music that she loves was written and what people were like at that moment i mean we're all the same like i've worked with youth and young adults since high school uh, and now i have a young adult youth in my house right <laughs> so, like i've run music venues i've done like youth ministry i've done it all so i've seen the evolution since we were in high school since 2000 and it's amazing to see kids are the same. Like they just, they don't change who they are, what they have access to changes and the way they interact with each other, that's changed. But my 14 year old daughter, she is still a 14 year old kid. And if we threw her back 20 years, like we were, she would still be the same as we were at that point. Like, so she just is way into learning about the culture. Like when she saw the film, she was just like, this is the best thing ever. So we're, we're going to start working her through. Days the Confused is next. Like, I'm making her watch that because and we, we got to do a podcast about that one, right? Like, Man, Texas. I'm so down. I, that's one of my favorites, right? Like, I love Can't Hardly Wait, but Days the Confused may be better in my book. I love both of them, though. Like, it's oh, pretty, no. it's almost I, neck and neck. I have Days and Confused. Um... When people ask me my three favorite movies, it's always um, Days and Confused, Friday, and Goodwill Honey. That's a great list. That is a great <laughs> list. I mean, like, because being small town Texas, Days and Confused is the parties we knew. Yes. Like, I will never forget, there was a time, and I, we were at a party, I don't remember where it was, and I'm, 
you're probably there. Like we, like we were at the same scenarios most of the time. And someone's like, cops are coming. And that was in my dad's brand new Honda Civic. And we're in a field. And Todd Kimbrell gets in his Z71 and takes off through a freshly plowed cornfield. I don't remember who was in the car with me, but I was like, I got to go. <laughs> I followed Todd in his Z71 and my dad's Honda Civic. Through this field, we go through a creek bed, like the whole nine yards. Like, it was awful. And they're like, I can't believe you made it. <laughs> made it out the other side. I don't know if cops are ever actually coming, but that's, you know, every party in Texas, just like, you never know what's going to happen when you're out in the middle of a field. <laughs> and I'm like the only sober one. Like, I don't drink at that point in life. <laughs> I've, I've watched it with people from other states, actually, and uh, even bigger cities. And they asked me, um, do you do the girls really get, you know, do they really get hazed like that? Do you guys have clubs? And I'm like, oh, my God, let me tell you about, I mean, I remember, I can't remember the girls, but they would be at Walmart with mustard on them and, you know, things I can't even speak of, tape to them, and it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it, it was that that movie, even though it was 20 years before our time, was still pretty accurate for us. It was not too far out of context. I mean, even with the coaches um, making the kids sign, you know, letters and do things like that's yeah. so spot. Yeah. Like Mr. Yeah. Woody with his paddle, right? Like <laughs> we lived in a different time than our kids know. They'll never understand what we went through. Well, uh, Matt Wickman says that he, he says, well, he even um, kind of isolates us even more. He said growing up in Hillsboro, like no one understands what it's like growing up in Hillsboro unless you actually in the 90s. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a crazy time. Like we got to make that film. That's our goal, right? <laughs> I'm probably going to edit that out the podcast. Just kind of. <laughs> We are going to do that for sure. I'll see you. A I, mean, I, of, uh, I have filmmaker friends. I have filmmaker friends. We just got to do it. I've, I've written something about, I've written actually um, something that's gotten good feedback. I'll email it to you after this. And it's about it. me being, it's, it's called uh, June 12th, 1996. I want to, I want to read it for sure. I'll, yeah, we'll do that. So uh, I guess, man, we, we could talk all day. This has turned into even more than I thought it would be. Glad we got to talk a little dazed and confused. We're going to come back and uh, meet that. Do you want to say anything before we head up? No, man. I uh, appreciate hanging out. Like, I know we're 600 miles apart, but it's always good to see you. Always, brother. Always. I can't wait till you get to uh, Texas. We're going to have some peace, love, and beer. Guys, remember to stay positive and just chill to the next episode. I'm out. I'm Justin. It's Off Road Podcast.